ladies and gentlemen, Kim Kardashian West. I'm excited to be here tonight to show you guys that I'm so much more than just a pretty face. more than that reference photo my sister showed their plastic surgeons. <laughs> but the one thing I'm really proud of is that no one could ever call me a gold digger. Honestly, I'm not even sure how you become one. So I asked my mom's boyfriend, Corey. Kim Kardashian. Saturday Night Live this past weekend, she was the host. You know, my father was and still is such an influence and inspiration to me, and I credit him with really opening up my eyes to racial injustice. It's because of him that I met my first black person. <laughs> Want to take a stab in the dark at who it was? Um, I know it's sort of weird to remember the first black person you met, but OJ does leave a mark. Or several. Or none at all. I still don't know. Kim Kardashian, nobody was off limits. O.J. Simpson, you cringed a little bit. Yeah, I mean, she went there. She went there. She went there. Kanye West, SNL itself, a target. I thought she was uh, self-deprecating humor. Wins every time. Kim Kardashian's episode, the second of this season, outperformed all but one of the six Saturday Night Live episodes last season. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old, put in a loyal 26 years. Welcome to My Second Act. I'm Preston Thompson. I'm the producer of the My Second Act podcast, a University of Alabama graduate and the show's resident millennial. Are you still sore? I hated saying that today. For, every every weekend? other day I felt so good about saying the University of Alabama part. Oh, but now yeah, that's hurts. right. It just stings. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm now an Aggie fan. PT had four different majors in college and then over a dozen more jobs afterwards, Donna, from retail to music to politics. Let's go over the majors real quick. Uh, you, you wound up with political science, right? Yeah, so it was vocal performance, okay. music composition, music business, communications, and then communications, political science kind of double. I love that. So you went in thinking like this music thing and then you're like, when you mm -hmm. got there, you're like, I don't know if I'm going to make I, money. I saw this. very talented people graduate and then go unemployed for a very long time. <laughs> true, true. Welcome, MPT. All right. My name is Donna. I'm Caddy's wife. Okay. Can we talk about this mess that I'm in with Harry Styles? Not me personally and Harry, but okay. So here's what happened. Um, and this is kind of a story that sounds like it would be more like you, but it's actually me because I usually don't procrastinate. And we know that you're a great procra procrastinator and proud of it. I'll and that's it. fine. I'll yeah. So, okay. So Charlotte, our 15 year old, her birthday is in March. Last two Marches ago, Two, I guess two years ago, her only thing, she, one of the only things she wanted was to go see Harry Styles. Right. And I'm like, no problem. I can make that happen. So then COVID came and I couldn't make that happen. And so then I was like, you know how you say to somebody like, I got it, 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 I got it covered. Because you think it's so far away from when the birthday is that you're like, I'll find tickets and, you know, I know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody. I got this covered. It'll all come together. Yeah, well, it's come together. And I didn't get the tickets. And now the Harry Styles tickets... And the nosebleeds are going for seven hundred and fifty dollars. When, when is the show? Like two weeks. Already? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was like twenty. Uh, no. Twenty two. Me no. too. Okay. Yeah. No. And I can't. I mean, I can't pay seven hundred fifty dollars per ticket. No. But I also can't go back on my deal. What's, and, what, what are you going to do? I don't know. I'm I'm working it out behind the scenes. But I'm just like, 
I've, uh, uh, yeah. And I kind of honestly thought like the Harry Styles fever would like go down and maybe there'd be this glut of tickets. But what you forget, not that you would ever be in the situation, anybody who's listening, there's probably one person, there's always one person listening who's like, I'm in the exact same damn situation. But you have to remember, even if it's like you and you want tickets for a concert, that most of the concerts that are coming back are concerts that were moved right. from COVID right, right, and right. 99.9% of the tickets have oh, already boy. been sold. Yeah. So it's like, oh my gosh. And there's two nights. So I'm just like watching them all the time. Like, okay, okay. Is there Where, like, where's he playing? Uh, Phillips. And you have to show your um, vaccination fax card. Okay. Yeah. To get in to see old Harry. But so she's like, can we stand in the watermelon pit? I'm like, no, uh, I, no, no, I don't think so. Because for, for a lot of reasons, well, price, price being one of them, that's the only one for me. But I'm like, you know how much it costs to stand in the watermelon pit? And I don't even know what you get the for that. Like, I don't know pit. if you get like sprayed down or you get like free watermelon. I don't know. I don't know what happens. What's, what's the price point? $1,200 a piece. And there's four different pits. And so that's like the lowest level pit. The highest pit near Harry is like $4,500 per ticket. And there's like three of them available. I don't want to do. Don't even think about it. And here's my thing. I am not a snob, but I have issues, as you know, with vertigo, challenges with walking. I probably will have on a pair of shoes that's not really flat and friendly. So I, to hike it up to the top of that place is just not going to work for me. I'm just telling you. I, it just okay, won't. Well, nor is a $1,400 ticket I don't know. to see I, Harry Styles. Somewhere is something in between. So if you're holding a ticket and you're kind of like a Harry fan, but you're not really a Harry fan, I'll pay you fair market value and make it worth your while. But I don't want to be taken advantage of. You know? Well, yeah. The other thing I thought I could do is just go down there and haggle with some of the boys out front. You know, that I, night. I don't think for I've done Harry that Style, before. I, yeah, but I don't think for Harry Styles show that yeah. that would be the case. I'm a pretty I, good haggler, as you, you know. That, yeah, yeah. So I think I'm just going to take it like we're... But see, I don't want Charlotte to know I don't have the tickets. So I think I'm going to be like, I'm just trying to get us better tickets. And I'll get out there and do some haggling and see like what, what, what I can happens, do. What happens, though, if nothing happens? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's a lot to carry around right now. Uh, it's it's really burdening me. I had no idea. It was too much. Yes. And the other thing is, the other thing that's burdening me is that I have to remember to bring my plastic bag. Because if you recall, yep. when I went to see Ariana Grande with Charlotte and her friend, I took in a very expensive purse. Well, part of my very expensive purse. There were two parts to my very expensive purse. But I had the like wallet part and I had to throw it in the trash can outside of Phillips Arena because you couldn't take anything in. Now, mm-hmm. I'm only going to tell the two of you this and everyone who's listening. I called it my fluey because it was my fake one that I had gotten on Canal Street in New York. Right. But nobody outside of the Ariana Grande concert knew that knew it that. was a fluey because it was a good one. I remember this. And these kids started jumping in the jumping in the, in the into the trash can because yeah. I basically just took all my stuff out and threw it in the trash. And they were like, that woman just threw her Louis Vuitton purse. She must be from Milton. Yeah. Her wristlet into the trash can. So they're all over there like dumpster diving. I'm like, okay. You children are going to be very disappointed when you try to sell that thing on the real, the real, or wherever they sell them. Well, good luck with all this, and and we'll continue to update you. Do you you want to offer any assistance? I don't have any. I I thought it was like spring of of 2022 at the earliest. I had no clue that it was going to be in the month of I wonder if you can take out like a three-month loan or something with Ticketmaster. You know what I mean? Like no no, interest or something? I don't know. If Harry Styles is listening, I'm one of your largest fans. And here's the thing. You really want me at your concert. There's people you don't want there. I will vouch for that. Yeah. I in, am in, a, your, in your demographic. Like you I'm just the, a great the, concert attendee in general. Are, like, I, I will I sing your songs. I will smile at you. I'm on the front row. I'm going to get everybody around me. Be you know, Harry's hype, hype person. Hype person. Yeah. Yes. I'm here for it all. So, I'll, I will let you know. Uh, 
after the concert, how this all came down. Yeah, good luck with that. Okay. Good luck. Listen, don't be, don't say anything. I'm not. Okay. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not. All right. So he would tell you that he needs no introduction. I'm going to tell you otherwise, though. The Sassy Stompers. Uh, oh, okay. It really begins this week with boot camp. Okay. I, I am. Okay. Donna, you got the message. All right. I am not and in, doing so, a clogging boot camp. We have retained the services of a, a choreographer just to help you gals and Brandon with the routine. Uh, to, who, who has, is who your has gotten this person? Home? Huh? You impressed him? Who's gotten this person? Um, you know, I, he was referred to us by somebody. Hmm. And he's well known in the clogging world. Clayton oh Joshua Cameron. This is Mr. Cameron. Remember? I don't trust people with three Mr. names. Cameron. I don't want to do this. Okay. Hello. Clay, how are you? Oh, my stars and garters. It's Billy. Billy? Hello, William. 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 Um, so we're excited to have you a uh, part of the team. And boot camp gets underway uh, this week. Before we go any further, though, I know that you're a big fan of Kim Kardashian. How do you think she did hosting SNL? Oh, my goodness. Kim is, she, that girl is fire at everything she does. Everything. She amazing, amazing. I laughed so hard that my well, never mind what came out, but it just I laughed. Oh we'll just leave it at that. We will just leave it at that. How are you, Cadillac Jack? I'm doing well. Now we have, at your request, we have removed Miss Patricia. Okay, what are y'all from, talking Ms. about? Patricia's the harlot. We have removed that Ms. woman. Pat- Who in the world thinks they can do clogging over Zoom? Well, I'm tell you what, Zoom, you, you listen, you got to bring what you've got and put it on the floor if you expect to get this done and get to nationals. And okay. I don't I don't take teams that aren't going to nationals. That's just I just don't do it. We don't have a team. I don't have time. Okay. All right. We, okay. Now I want everybody to understand uh the importance that, that you bring, the the drive and determination that you bring to any team uh, that you work with. Explain, give Donna, because she's not really sold on you, uh, Mr. Cameron. Okay, it's not that I'm not sold on Mr. Cameron. I'm not, all I want to do, Mr. Cameron, thank you for coming and joining, and I, I don't know what happened, but I the only thing I said was, I've won an Alta Tennis Championship. I think I'm going to take some clogging lessons. I'd like to get some kind of clogging championship. I think I can do it. And now I've got this team and a coach and a boot camp, and I don't have time for any of this. And I don't. I just ordered my clogging shoes. I finally, because Donna from Galleries clogging it up, I ordered my clogging shoes, which were $58, by the way, and I don't need. Hello, Mr. Cameron. Hi. Hello. Well, first of all, you are welcome to call me Clayton Joshua. You know, Mr. Cameron's my dad, okay? <laughs> Mr. Cameron is my dad. And let me tell you something. You go into nationals and the the world that you are about to get involved in and that is going to be a part of you and is going to become everything to you is going to make that Alta Championship look like a kid's participation trophy. I'm just telling you right now. It is nothing I agree. compared to what you are about to get involved in. The world of clogging is just, it's a community is what it is. I well, mean, it is a community of, of people who just love, who, who love what they do and love to, to, to bring that to the stage. And just, it flows through them 
right through their taps and right out into the world and brings love. And that's what it is. And that's what I teach. That's what I preach. And that's what I bring. Oh. And, and Miss Donna, you are going to love it. Now, I, I'm a little concerned that you just ordered your clogging shoes. Seriously. Yeah. So, <laughs> I just, um, well, I mean, I, okay. Uh, but I just assume that you've got it in you. Because let me tell you right now, if Cadillac sees it in you, I see it in that's you. That's right. Because I have been, I have been Cadillac's biggest fan uh, back to crime, loving, or leaving. And you know we brought it in the early 90s down there at the buckboard. Cadillac, you remember, and don't don't make me remind you. Were you clogging at the butt board, Caddy? Do we need to know anything about that? Well, I mean, I clogged as a child. I don't know if you know this. Like, I was a part was of a the veiled threat of some sort. I, I was part of the Kennesaw cloggers, but I just don't. I I, I want a lot of tricks going on, and you know, Miss Becky from the Becky School of Becky Jones School of Dance. Of course, I know Miss Becky. Of course, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I I'm willing to give it give it my all. I mean, I, I certainly will try. Yeah, I just don't want to let you down. Well, you're not going to let me down. If you bring, you give it your all, and that's all I ask. Hey, I know that your that dad. All I, ask. I know that your dad. You mentioned your dad. He was a big influence uh, in, yes. in what you know the person that you have become today, and in, in what you do. He he absolutely was. I mean, my dad. You know, he was doing it back there. You know, with with Bascom, Lamar, Lunsford, and Sam McQueen, and Hubert Hayes. Those guys are in the America's Clogging Hall of Fame. Oh boy! I mean, and my dad was right there with him, and and he brought. Now, my dad. I mean, my dad is a mountain clogger. You know, I mean, they don't. It's there wasn't a lot of flash back then, uh, but I mean, the the heart it was there, and style was there, and and that's that's who we owe it to. That's who we owe it to. I can promise you, they weren't twer logging. But what? you're going to be twer logging, Miss Donna. Well, okay, what, and, and what is that's my signature move? Okay, what is that? Twer twerlogging. <laughs> what is twerlogging? Yes. Oh my goodness. Now, Miss Donna, have you ever twerked? Uh, is this? Can yes. you put this out? I mean, just, not in. Have, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yes. I don't know that I'm you good have. at it. I, I'm not, I don't know, know that I'm good well, at that it. Wasn't yeah. the question. The question was, have you twerked? I've twerked, but I don't know that I'm really good at it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I think we all know you've twerked. Okay. You've twerked, and you've clogged. Yes. Well, then you can twer log because you just put those two things together and it you put those two things together right there and magic is what happens. Magic. We're going twerk and clog twer-logging. on our clogging cheese. Twerking and clogging. All the way to the NCC. Yes, All the way to the All NCC. All the way to nationals. That's right. All the way to nationals. Well, we are excited that you're part of the team and, and boot camp for everybody begins this week. And, and you, you, you start what time again? You go early in the morning. Boot camp 6, 6.30 tomorrow morning. Six on a bright and early. I've you got put carpool. on your lemons and your clogging <laughs> shoes, and you I, just come right on. Where am I coming? I've got carpool. What are I mean? You see a lot of potential in this team, I know, or otherwise you would not have have signed up for this gig, and, and I'm thankful that you did. Well, I listen. I'm glad to be asked. This comes at a good time for me. You know, I mean, at, my twenty six thousand followers got left in the dust. What and, happened? And that is, you know, it's that's very upsetting. So this is a good time. It's new beginnings. Well, you're talking about your Instagram following. If you go and, and follow uh, Clayton Joshua Cameron on Instagram, yes. it's at Mr. Um, what, what's the handle now? Yeah, now it's Mr. Dot Cameron Clogs. And, and this and is I an, had to put that dot in there. You know, no, nobody really wants a dot on Instagram, but. <sighs> 
I mean, that's just, you know, that's what happened in Cincinnati. Okay. And, and we just, I, I'm going to just say it. I mean, sometimes you have to own the things that you do after a little bit of a fit, a little bit of a fit, but Lord knows I'm not the only one on Instagram to throw a fit. And sure enough, down comes my Instagram, my 26,000 followers. Well, and now I do understand that. I, I do understand that I have pitched a fit before when I turned a cartwheel on my tap shoes and didn't win. So I totally understand this, actually. So, you know, I mean, I think it should be based on what's going on now, not what's happened in the past. I agree. And, and, and I, I, I went ahead and said it. And sure enough, I mean, it is a, you know, listen, the, the ACHF, is, they don't kid around. It is a machine. It is a machine, and it is run by some very, very powerful people. And and down comes down comes Instagram. Right. So you know, but we start over and we go on, and and that's where we are today. And I couldn't be happier. I am excited. I don't know that I can start at six thirty. I've got to reach out to the team. I mean, we've got Laura's that are doing lots of things. She's got a full time job. I mean, I don't even know if she's ever twerked before. But we're going to put all this together, and I think with his assistance, we we got a good shot. It's, it's going to be a great shot at, at Nationals. The Sassy Stompers, presented by Doctor Fahrenheit Heating and Air, and uh, Coach and Choreographer Clayton Joshua Cameron. Uh, we're excited, man, that you have uh, taken on this uh, this challenge and this opportunity. Challenge. Well, I couldn't be more excited. And listen, let me tell you right now, Miss Donna, if you hadn't been sweating and mm. clogging and watching that sunrise, then mm. I'm not sure you've enjoyed the full glory of God just yet. Oh. And I'm just going to say that right now. Okay. And I don't, I don't mind it. All right. So well. you just get those kiddos taken care of. And I understand that you got, you're a mama and you got things to do, but you just, you, you know, Cadillac Jack, why don't you pitch in and help? That's right. Every now and then. You're breaking up on us. That's right. You're breaking up on us. Well, I'm going to strap on my clogging shoes and get this done. I'm ready. Right, he, he disappeared somehow. All right. Um, going to be exciting and a lot going on as you guys prepare for the Woodstock Christmas break. Okay. Is, is he off? Mm-hmm. What, what, what is, what have you done? I mean, seriously, what are you talking about? This is not funny. Like Laura, Laura has a job. The other Laura has a job. Donna. Melissa lives in Tampa. It's a lot of money. A lot of money. That we're paying him? A lot of money. Yes. And, and some of it's going to have to be done on Zoom. And I know that he was, you know, uh, side-eyeing Miss Patricia there about, about Zoom lessons and things, but. I mean, I my I ordered my I know. When clogger today. I All didn't right. pay for expedited. <laughs> you should know boot camp started tomorrow. I had no idea. I'll just have to show up in my tennis right. shoes. I'm excited that he's a part of. Uh, I'm glad you're excited. Part of the uh, clogging team, the Sassy Stompers. Epic weekend in Pennsylvania uh, for Eric Church fans. And even if you are not an Eric Church fan, um, Friday night in Pittsburgh, Saturday night in Philadelphia, I uh, got uh, shows of a lifetime from Eric Church. Here's what happened early Friday afternoon. He, uh, his team did a post on social media basically saying that uh, there are members within the Eric Church band uh, with some breakthrough COVID-19 cases. And so they have benched the band for the weekend. And it says Eric Church performed this weekend shows as a special solo performance. Get ready, Pennsylvania. That's awesome. Now. Well, I had a friend that reached out to me that said um, that it's Betsy. And we're actually we're all going to see Eric Church in Greenville in December and she was like would you be bummed if um this happened and I said not if I get some of the special guests that they got I'd be okay with it I'll give up the band for the special guests but yeah I'm just just I just think they need to put Eric in like a a little bubble machine or something because I just don't want him to get it you know 
after this announcement was made, uh, they then said, hey, Cam is coming to those shows, which means Joanna Cotton uh, must have, I, I bet she had the COVID. Well, and she posted that she was not feeling well. Okay. She posted so, from her Instagram. So Cam, I told you, was a very interesting choice. I That blew me away. But you said she has done quite a few things with Eric before. Cam hit the chart back in 2015, I think it was, with this song. Here is just a seven-second clip of, uh, became a number one hit for her, called Burning House. So, originally, Cam put that song out. It, it, did, it did well, but there just wasn't a whole lot of follow-up. She is now on the same label as Russell Dickerson and, and Scott McCreary, and I think that they're going to give her a, a nice, hearty push like she needs. But I was wondering Friday when they announced Cam, and I always say this, what's the connection? connection? Yeah, what's There's the connection? always a connection. What is it here? And I did some research, and um, Eric has just always been a, a huge fan of her her voice, of her sound, of her, her writing, um, and of her music. And there have been two, at least two... Uh, times in the past when they have actually performed together. Uh, Cam in 2018 played the Ryman. And for the last song of her set, she was like, you know, I think we need a preacher in here tonight. And, and from the wings of the Ryman auditorium walks here at church. Really? And they do, um, they do, uh, I forgot what song it was. Then when he was at Red Rocks, in Denver, which is a concert bucket list stop for me with Eric church, but I would go see any show at red rocks. Um, she came out with him and did a couple of songs when he was there a few years ago. So just mutual admiration. Yeah. I, I miss this boat. I, I mean, I, I like her. I, I just like, I, I don't know. I always thought of her and I've told you this. I thought of her as just that little girl that wore all the yellow. Well, Remember, she, she, she was did, so yeah. big on she like did. everything. Everything she wore was yellow, all of her clothes. And it was something she would say that it was just like to bring. Ha I mean, what a sweet person, like happiness and joy to people. That's why she wore yellow like sunshine. I love that. But I, I totally miss the fact that she was such a strong songwriter and, and everything. So interesting. So Friday night, Pittsburgh, um, Eric took the stage around nine o'clock and he started by doing about 25 minutes of covers to get everybody in the mood. And he did uh, Night Moves from Secret. Did uh, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay, Eric Church covering Otis love Redding. That. Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody from Queen. I Love Rock and Roll from Joan Jett. And then uh, Cam comes out and, and they perform together for a few. Saturday night, Philadelphia. Eric comes out around 9 o'clock. He does uh, four or five songs with Cam. Then he launches into a song called Sand in My Boots by Morgan Wallen. About 10 seconds in, I've seen the video, about 10 seconds into this song, uh, people put it together that he's probably getting ready to walk out, and he does. And this arena, Donna, just erupts as Morgan Wallen makes his way to the stage in Philadelphia. They yeah, did, that's uh, awesome. Did Whiskey Glasses together, Somebody's Problem, Silverado for Sale, Quitting Time. And uh, what can you imagine no. being in there, and Cam and Eric Church, and uh, then Morgan Wallen comes out. But I've been saying on this podcast that it's going to happen. I've been saying that Eric's going to take him out. I had said before that I thought he might end up being an opener for Eric. They've been playing a lot of golf together. I know that um, Morgan leans on Eric like a big brother. And I know that when he was going through everything that supposedly, I mean, nobody knows, but what was written about in the press was that, you know, Eric wasn't easy on him. Had said, you really, you know, you know what? Up. So um, I don't think I think he likes being with him because he doesn't give him a pass. He's right. not, you know, one of those that's just a hanger on or which 
anybody in that position, ha- they, everybody has those in your entourage just so you can get in all the bars and the free places and stuff. And I think Eric's been a great um, person for him to lean on. So, you know, and, and I've said this too, anyone who, even though enough time has passed, I do think that any artist who brings Morgan out always has an opportunity to get blowback. They do. I mean, we, we're big Morgan Wallen fans. We've talked about it, you know, in length about how we feel that we did not think any of that was right, but that the music still stands on its own. But I do think that you have to be an artist that's very comfortable and self-confident to bring him out on stage to do a set. And at a certain level. Absolutely. Because you can, you can get away with it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Morgan came out on stage and, and said, Eric Church is the best country singer to ever exist in my opinion so uh air church is next scheduled uh denver i believe this friday so i, I don't know what's going to happen if uh the entire band and, and and joanna will get the uh the go ahead or not but uh, denver is next on the uh, agenda for air church in the gather again tour you think all these bands have people like nurses and doctors that are just traveling with them to like administering covid tests I think they would have to. every night yeah. before they get out yeah. there yeah, yeah i would too I'm sure that's like a new position. Like if you're if you're a traveling doctor, you could go on on tour with people and just administer COVID tests. Make a killing. Seriously. If you are the parent of a teenager, do you know what their top apparel brand is? How about this one? Um, if you're the parent of a teenager, what do you think your teen would say is the most important social or political issue to them right now? Next episode, a quick look ahead. Uh, every fall. These Piper Sandler taking stock with teens, teen survey drops. And uh, it's all about the attitudes and buying habits of teenagers, 10,000 of them in the U.S. Next episode of my second night, we're going to look at uh, at what has come back in the survey, the brand and, and media preferences, the fashion trends, the spending patterns, uh, where your teens get their money. Number one restaurant for all teens, Atlanta-based Chick-fil-A. Yeah, you gave me a couple of these last night. I got most of them right. Starbucks, number two. Uh, a couple will hit right now. Um, 52% of teens cite this website as their number one favorite e-com site. I had never heard of number two. I had. What is it? Shine. And what do they do there? Well, that's the one that all the little girls from the Alabama TikTok were doing. I told you. Okay. okay. My my shirt is from Shine. My pants are from Lulu. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, but here's the thing. It's Charlotte orders a ton of stuff off Shine and the, it'll be 10 pieces of clothing she pays for it with her own money but they'll come in an envelope that's literally the size of a tiny pillow and you're like how they get 10 pieces of clothing in that envelope and then when you see the size of the clothing you're like oh yeah that's, that's how. how they got it in yeah okay 52 percent of teens say amazon is their number one favorite e-com site uh your teenager spends 32 percent of their daily video consumption on netflix followed by youtube and then hulu uh, some other things that grabbed us, iPhone consumption for teenagers is at 87%. 87% right now. Yeah, that does not surprise me. Uh, your teen's favorite celebrity is Adam Sandler. Mm. Uh, favorite influencer is Emma Chamberlain. Did we ever discover who she is? Well, yeah. she uh, Yeah. And then she, there was one before her, David Dubrock or something. Right, Dubrock. Right. Don't tell them everything. Save oh, some no, for next listen, time. That's, listen, yeah. that's just a, a few of that's them. That's a tease. Uh, we're going to go deep into it. All right. The Taking Stock with Teens Teen Survey. Going to do a deep dive next episode of Cadillac Jack, My Second Act. Here's what they're going to do for you right now at Dinner Affair. They're going to pair your dinners with sides that they think would be the perfect match. 
or if you're a control freak and you want to pick your sides, you can do that as well. Dinner Affair offers over 20 different side options every single month. You can choose your own or you can pick the chef's choice and uh, they'll pair your sides for you. Yeah, I just had a friend of mine who has been a loyal Dinner Affair customer. Um, two of her kiddos have gone away to college. Two at the same time, they were twins. Can you imagine? Um, but she is, they just ordered Dinner Affair again, just for her and her husband. And she said it was a little sad because they only got like two little chicken breasts. Um, and it was kind of sad, but that she, but what they did love about it is they have been eating out and they have not been eating. And they've been eating, like he's been eating a bowl of cereal and she's eating like celery. And so she's like, it's almost like, everything fell apart after the kids went to college. And I think that does happen sometimes because, you know, even for us, mealtime is a huge deal sitting around a table. And I think dinner fair can bring some of that back to you. You know, when, when, even if you are, you hear us talk a lot on this podcast about, you know, people who have children or small children or families, not everybody's in that space. If you're someone who is an empty nester or maybe you're by yourself, it's still okay. You still want to eat great food. You don't want to eat out every night. Um, if you're one of those people who is listening right now and you're like, there is not one single restaurant that I want to eat at because I have eaten out so much. It's time to start cooking at home again. And so make it easy for yourself. It's hard to shop for one or two, but Dinner Fair makes it super easy. Whether you're feeding two, three, or four adults, uh, that determines the dinner package that you choose at dinneraffair.com. $30 off your first order with the promo code CADDY2021. That's C-A-D-D-Y 2021 at dinneraffair.com. Free delivery, no contract. They ship nationwide to your front door in all of the metro Atlanta area. And a money-back guarantee. Thank you, Dinner Affair, for your partnership and support of the My Second Act podcast, along with Gallery Furniture Gainesville and Dr. Fahrenheit Heating and Air. Let's uh, add two to the Spotify Hype Song playlist, Don. I need Dr. Fahrenheit to come in here. I'm a little warm. I'm like just I'm like just like having to fan myself. Maybe I'm having like a, a not a sinking spell. What's that called? A hot flash. Oh my god, a hot flash. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so um my hype song is it's not really hypey, but it's Miranda Lambert Tin Man. I love that song. I heard that song the other day. There are certain songs I go back to when I'm dealing with things in my life. Um, and some of Miranda stuff is just really good. Like when you never had to have a sad day, like some days are just sad. Some days are good. Some days are bad. Some yeah. days are happy. Amen. Some days are sad. Amen. So it's like music helps you sometimes. So um, that's what I went back to is Tin Man. And I love Miranda. I just love her. Love her. Love her music. Go ahead. How about you? There is a... <laughs> You're going to kill me after Vern Gosden and whatever I mean, seriously, we're episode. like driving but, this thing into the ground, but go ahead. Well, I mean, you got Tin Man this week. Well, um, but she's modern. Who are we going with? Reba McIntyre. Oh, boy. And Dolly Parton. Okay. It's brand new. Mm. Does He Love You? The remix. Oh, Lord. Okay. Linda Davis did it with Do uh, Reba originally. Yep. Remember when they would they'd be oh, on separate ends of the arena yes. in concert and they'd walk towards one another? I'm they didn't walk. walk toward. If you remember, yeah. they had those little... They were almost like, uh, what do you call them? Like they were like cranes and they were both on each one and they'd be, they'd spotlight one of them and one of them was Does singing and one and Reba would have on like the white dress me. and Linda would have on that red or black yep. dress because she was an evil one. And you know, Linda Davis is the mother of Hillary Scott from Lady Annabella. There we go. Well, Adam, both to the, uh, that was like a routine, wasn't it? <laughs> But if you, you ever practice that forever, if you ever saw um, Reba, like in the 90s, yeah. that's the thing you remember from her concert. And the other thing you remember is when she would have all the people come out with the diplomas for. Um, uh, is, is there life out there? Yes. Is there Lewis, life out there? The no. Yeah. Was he in the video? Yeah. yeah when she graduated from high school, like yeah. when she went back to school. When she was 40. I love that. Two. Is there life out right. there? And she just announced a tour as well. Starts uh, the day after Thanksgiving. 
uh, two nights at a, a, a casino in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. A lot of casino dates, I would imagine, on the Reba tour. Explain to, people, that, cash. Explain to people who are listening what we call the Reba shuffle ball change. Uh, it's that move that Reba's done on stage for 30 years. Yeah. And it's just that... Uh, it's that one constant move. It's always, she's always moving. Yeah, like it's a shuffle. Almost, yeah, yeah. Like a rumba, but slower. It's Much almost slower. like when she's forgotten whatever the choreography is for that this moment. This is her go-to. She goes her to, default. She goes to the Reba. Yes. Yeah, okay. Shuffle ball step, shuffle ball step. That's what I'm going to do with Mr., what's his name? Clayton Clark. Barton? Okay. Yeah. Uh, you can enjoy the My Second Act Hype Song playlist when you fly Atlanta's hometown airline Delta. When seated safely, board your Delta jet, engage Delta Studio, then sit back, relax. And enjoy the playlist using the Spotify app. Sober Curious. Mm, yes. Are you sober curious? Is it more than just a buzzword? I had never heard of this until Donna brought it to the house uh, a couple nights ago. We, we first had a conversation about this. Yeah, a lot of people talking about um, being sober curious. And what's happened with me is in the store that I manage, we offer drinks and beer. And lately... Every time I offer someone like a drink or a beer in my store, they're like, no, I'm kind of, I'm participating in like the sober curious. And I've heard of dry February or October, dry January. Yes. It's usually yeah, and after. There's one in September. Too, yeah. I think there's two a year and yeah. you basically give up alcohol for a month. But what sober curious means is that you are analyzing your relationship with alcohol. And there is a book out now called sober curious. Um, and so what it is asking you to do is kind of ask yourself three questions. There's a lot to it, but for brevity's sake, the, the three questions that you really need to ask yourself is why am I choosing to pick up this drink? Is, are you trying to ease anxiety? Are you uncomfortable in social situations? Do you need alcohol to be on a date with someone or to have friends? Um, would people not find you as exciting if you weren't drinking? What is the reason that you're picking up the drink? And then number two is why is it, ex- what is expected of me to drink? Um, you know, do you feel like you're in pressure with people in other situations, social situations where you feel like if you're not drinking, you know, it would cause problems. Um, and then the third is how's this drink going to impact my well-being? So it's not just about how hungover you are the next day. It's about, you know, how productive are you in the days following? Are you, are your kids starting to notice that it's a coping skill? Um, has someone pointed out to you? Oh, you might need to slow down. Maybe a spouse, a coworker, or something. So it's just triggers around the way you drink. Now, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in your 20s or 30s, continue to drink. Drink heavily. Enjoy yourself. There you go. Have at it. Okay? Because I, we all did. We all did. Now, I'm not saying you can't examine your relationship with alcohol then, but I think for a lot of people who have had a really good time in life, you start to analyze, as you do with anything, when you get older, you start to kind of look back on your life and you're like, what has my relationship with alcohol been during my lifetime? Okay. And if it has been more negative than positive, and that's not the case with everyone. Some people have no issues. And I'm not talking about necessarily that you're an alcoholic. That's different. Right, right. But just what has your, what has your relationship? Has it been something that has caused you relationships, marriages? Money. Money, employment, um, you know, relationships with your family, it might be worth it to take a look at it. And it's interesting how lately I have run into a lot of people who have said, I was someone who never thought it would not be in my life, and I am, have never been happier that it's not in my life. Referring to alcohol. Correct. Okay. And these were people, again, who 
could have kept going the way they were going, you know. Um, but just, you know, I had somebody tell me the other day, it's so nice to, and, and I can relate to this somewhat sometimes, it's nice to wake up the next day and not when you get out of bed, have someone tell you, do you want me to tell you what you said last night or not? Would you rather not hear it? You know, or when you wake up and you're like, what did I say last night? Or what did I do? Like, and again, when you're with your friends, that's one thing. But like, if you're at a company event, or, you know, maybe you just went a little too far saying something, you worry about it. You didn't make the turn. You didn't make the turn. And the other thing is that this movement has talked about is people's relationship with alcohol changed during the pandemic. So what used to be seen as more of a release and fun started to have a little bit of a darker edge to it in that the world's going to hell in a handbasket and I'm going to skate out of here having fun no matter what. But who are you taking down along with that? And if you're someone who um, would have a, a drink every night when you got home from work, were you able to have a drink at two o'clock? Did happy hour start starting earlier? And then did that potentially, did you maybe drive drunk because you had to take your kids somewhere, but you only had one drink or two drinks. And again, listen, if you've listened to this podcast, you know, I am not like sober Sally. So this is not me preaching. This is just kind of a movement that I think has gained attention. And I find it interesting. I may read the book. I have had, I'll put myself out here. I've had, um, I've had a good relationship with alcohol and I've had a bad relationship with alcohol. I would never consider myself an alcoholic, but I do think there were times when I was in my 20s or 30s where I probably could have been a functioning alcoholic. I would show up at work every day, but I was the life of the party. And I was out every single night. Didn't have kids, wasn't married. You know, it was just a part of my life at the time. But I do think I've had, I'm always looking at my relationship with any substance. And am I in control or is it in control? And I think sometimes it's really hard in the dark of the room at night to come to terms with that. You know, it's just constantly keeping yourself in check. And, you know, what what is this? How is this impacting my life? And a lot of times when you're in it, you don't think it's impacting anyone else's life because you're happy. You're having fun, you know. And I think alcohol is one of those two where it's like a fine line because people are like, oh, don't be a Debbie Downer. Come on out with us. But Do if, shots. if you've ever been the child of an alcoholic, if you've ever been married to an alcoholic, if you've ever been the boss of an alcoholic, um, it's challenging. And that goes for any substance abuse. So um, if you're interested in the Sober Curious Movement, there's tons of um, information out there. There's actually a podcast. I mean, everybody has a podcast. There's a Sober Curious podcast. Um, but I think what it's saying is just, take some stock over your relationship and what purpose it serves for you. We'll include links to the book, links to other resources uh, in the letter. This Saturday, hit your inbox at 910. Subscribe for free. We don't share your information or sell your information. Uh, here's how you subscribe. Text left on red. Red is the color R-E-D, left on red, no spaces, to the number 22828. And you will be uh, added to the list for the letter. I want to say uh, big thanks to two particular pot peeps for this episode of My Second Act. Uh, and they are our good pot peeps, Tara and Brian from Lawrenceville. They were enjoying the Georgia game this past weekend. They had to watch the first half. Because of that, Donna, they got to Gallery Furniture a few minutes late. Okay, But Ask for Donna and Marilyn were there. They stayed open late. Uh, they went to get a couch. They came home with a couch, two end tables. And that's because they, they have great stuff. At, yeah, at, I mean, their truck is full. It's like crazy. Everything is like 
literally, like you talk about all the time, it's strapped down on it the back is. of the truck, it heading is. home. I can tell from the knots that that is Ask for Donna. That, yeah, that's she's her, done a that's good her job. That's her knotmanship. Seriously, she's done a good job on this picture. With, uh, 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 just holding it down, letting you get back to Lawrenceville. Uh, we love the fact that they're a locally owned small business, that they do small things like uh, staying open a little later to accommodate you when necessary. Been around for 30 plus years. Hashtag Ask for the Wolfman. Hashtag Ask for Donna. Gallery Furniture, 1600 Brownsbridge Road, Gainesville. Check them out and uh, make sure you tell Donna and Marilyn that we said hello and that we uh, sent you up there. Just like uh, our friends from Lawrenceville, Big Pod Peeps of the My Second Night Podcast did to get there. I went up there for a couch, came back with a couch and two end tables. I mean. Tara and Brian from Lawrenceville, thank you for uh, spending your money and uh, shopping with Gallery Furniture, Gainesville. Pod Peep for this episode reached out, Donna, said just read the letter. I'm holding on to this past week's podcast. I saved them for my drive to Florida next weekend. Just want to say the letter touched my heart. The world definitely needs more kindness. Thanks for using your platform for good, which I enjoy doing. Also, uh, Turning Point is an amazing organization. So, um, you know, I told the story in the letter of Marley. Yeah. Uh, where I went to high school, St. Stephen's High School, they elected Marley, who has Down syndrome, homecoming queen. Yes, very sweet. And it was a very touching story. So I was able to share some pictures and uh, Marley's story. So thank you for reaching out. Social media at ATL Cadillac Jack on Instagram, the Cadillac Jack Facebook uh, fan page for the podcast audio for this episode from Arista Records NBC Saturday Night Live Procter and Gamble our thanks to executive producer Carl Appen this episode of my second act was produced by Preston Thompson host of the Georgia Politics Podcast PT new episodes on Tuesday and Thursday of Cadillac Jack my second act part of the Appen Podcast Network